you find your notes? I found my notes. Um, let me get this together. Okay. That should be fine. Okay. I think. Hello. 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 Testing now. And we've already started. Oh. <laughs> it's not my week. No. It's not my week. Um, for you listeners out there, mm-hmm. I think you can hear in our voice that we are very tired this week. <laughs> it's almost- you almost got a second week of no episode because we were about to fall asleep on the floor. Literally. So. Um. Um. So bear with us. This story. <laughs> Just seriously though, bear, bear with me. Shit, I'm the one. That, I feel like I'm the one that's dragging us down. Last week and this week. Um, but okay. <laughs> so this week we're continuing our season with urban legends, and this week I decided to do the urban legend, quote unquote urban legend of Charlie No-Face or the Green Man. Hmm. But there's kind of a really big twist to this story and it's it kind of just comes up in the beginning. Um, so this guy, Charlie No-Face, has a real name. Um, his real name is Ray Raymond Robinson. So Okay, I'll just get into it. Yeah. Okay, so he's known as the Glowing Green Man or Charlie No-Face, but it's actually a true story with unfortunate circumstances. Um, And the reason why is because... So basically, this whole story I got from an article uh, from Thrillist.com. Oh, love that website. It's actually a really cool website. They give me so much info on the... um, A lot of things. On the group... On the, the group slang from last, last week. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I ran into that article and then I saw this article and I was like, oh, that's really cool. Hmm. So shout out to Will Fulton who wrote this article oh from Thrillist. And it's actually uh, about Will Fulton's father's true account of meeting the real Charlie No-Face or the Green Man. Mm. Yeah. Um, and how his actual name is uh, Raymond Robinson. So in the Thrillist article, Fulton writes that in early August 1919, eight-year-old uh, Ray Robinson, as he was known, was walking with his sister and a few friends in Newcastle, Pennsylvania, when they noticed a bird's nest perched on a tree next to an abandoned trolley uh, track. Trolley, like... Oh, okay. Like, you know how in San Francisco... They have the trolleys going up those really steep streets. Yeah. Um, and it's on a line. It's called a trestle, but I, I believe that's what that line is called because it's electric. Um, so they were, they were going to, like, get this bird's nest out of the tree that was next to the trolley uh, trestle. And because they were really curious, Ray decided he would go up the tree, but trying to, like, um, gain his balance and everything. He touched the trolley trestle, the, the wire. Um, and almost a year later, wait, 
He, okay, so he touched the wire that once powered the trolley. Almost a year later, there was another boy who touched the same wire, but that boy died after two weeks. Damn. <laughs> so when Ray touched it, it was still active. <sighs> it was still live. Oh, it was a live wire, yeah. So he was severely electrocuted. Oh. Like really bad burns to his face, his hands, most of his body. Um, the worst of it, he suffered from his nose, lips, ears, and eyes. They were all gone or misshapen. Damn. But definitely, like, especially at the time, not very recoverable. Yeah. So it really sucks because he just touched a wire not knowing that it was still alive. It was abandoned, and then he just... Damn. Just, yeah. So he became misshapen from it. His arms were completely, like, disheveled. And then uh, one of his hands was blown clean the fuck off. Oh, my God. I, I'm assuming it's the hand that touched the, the live wire, too. So, To be honest, like, I didn't know that could happen. Yeah. Touching, like, I mean... I know that it's not like the movies where you can like see your bones and everything, mm -hmm. but like that's how my brain pictures it anyway. Mm -hmm. So I didn't realize that you could explode. Yeah, and well, they also, I mean, those live wires have massive amounts of electricity running through it, especially those specifically. Yeah, well, especially because like the trolleys are running up and down every single day, yeah, day and night. Like, yeah, it would need a lot of power. But why did you leave it live? Yeah, was it was it like connected to something that was still running? Right. Like, is it powering the city? Is it like why is it if it's an abandoned trolley like system? Shouldn't that wire be dead too? Apparently not. So this poor kid just suffered oh my god just yeah yeah so he survived obviously um shockingly but no right. pun intended <laughs> i just got that oh my god i'm so slow i didn't even look that joke myself i love i know one of our listeners will come for me that wasn't intended right. i swear like i love the puns but obviously not right now but like but oh anyway that was a pun not intended though <laughs> so somehow somehow he survived especially at the time that was like what the fuck yeah the doctors were also like you should not be alive yeah with with that kind of electrocution that you suffered um but ray didn't really have much of a life after that of course because naturally yeah, yeah. so um a documentarian named tisha york quoted or said that if you look at an old Victorian house, or if you look at old Victorian homes, so many of them have isolated rooms with drains and plumbing and everything you, you need to live right there. Um, and she spent three years researching uh, Ray Robinson for an unreleased film about the green man. She continues to say that back then, this is where families kept children like Ray, is in like those isolated rooms and yeah. those like really kind of dingy, dark, you know, places yeah. that you wouldn't put, you wouldn't normally put yourself in. So to isolate him from society, that's what they did. They, it wasn't even just to isolate, like, let's be clear, they were hiding him because... Because they didn't want the world to know what he looked like. Yeah, and they didn't, like, his family, quote-unquote, didn't want to suffer being embarrassed. 
by having a child so misshapen. Like, that's so ableist <laughs> and prejudiced and discriminatory, especially against your own child. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. where it's really getting me. Like, your own child you treat that way. Yeah. You just put them in a room that yeah. you never even think twice about. Like, I mean, I'm I'm not a mother, but I know plenty of them that if you just look at their child the wrong way, and they'll corner you. So, yeah. like, where's that energy, mama? Come on. Where's the mama bear? Where's yeah. Where's the protector? Where's... Your kid just suffered unimaginably, and he is looking for a warm hug right now, mm-hmm. I bet. Or well, at, Papa Bear, one of y'all. Right. Like Both at the, of y'all. At the very oh. least, comfort this person. Yeah. Because he's still Don't a human walk being. Walk him up in this yeah. dingy room that has everything he needs. Apparently. Supposedly. Right. That was so sad. But apparently back then, that's how they treated people and children uh-huh. that they just didn't want to... Um, be embarrassed by so they just hide them from the world yeah so he while ray wasn't exactly mistreated he was definitely isolated and basically oh. ostracized from his own family and they would do things like eat separately from him or the kids would play without him or you know during the day they would be out in different parts of the house or outside in public and he was told to just in stay there. in the room right just just go, wow. go upstairs and, you know, read your books, play with your toys or whatever, but don't come down. Like, what? So he tried to make the best of it, and um, that's just so sad to hear. Like, I tried to make the best of it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, he was known to be a very big fan of baseball, so he listened to every game that he could pick up on his radio. Um, he learned to read Braille. Oh. Obviously, you know, he doesn't after being electrocuted, lost his eyes. Um, and he made wallets and doormats out of old tires. I thought that was really cool. Wow, innovative. Right. I don't, I don't know the first thing about doing shit like that. Yeah, especially out of a tire. Out of a fucking tire. Good for you. Um, Honestly, the wallet for sure sounds really cool, though. Out of an old tire, right? Yeah. That's really cool. He has talent. Let's get his talent. Um, so when he got older, his family... Uh, fashioned a small apartment for him out in their garage. So it's like, you're moving on up in the world, kid. You don't have to stay Here's in this Here's our garage. Here's our garage. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So he managed to dodge, like, people seeing him, society having any sort of opinion on his looks and everything like that. But obviously he's been, like, imprisoned. In yeah. this house and now in this garage, apparently, that he's going to start craving, you know, human interaction, social interaction, just getting out and like seeing the world. I don't it didn't exactly say how long he was away for, but it sounds like a fucking it long sounds time. like forever. Right. Like he grew up just As he graduated in into a garage. Exactly. Right. So it sounds like he has been in there for at least a decade, mm-hmm. not seeing anything. So finally he has this, you know, craving to go out. Um, So he started walking local highways, but he was always alone, and he would only do it at night. I mean, I could see why this is becoming an urban legend. Exactly. So he (laughs) he becomes an urban legend. Mm -hmm. So uh, the article says this is where the man becomes a legend. Yeah. So in Elwood City, Pennsylvania, it's not known for nightlife, especially back then at the time. It was just like a small place. So when Maya Ranchard, Ranchard, 
was in high school in the mid-2000s. She spent more than a few boring Saturday evenings. This is a quote from the article. She spent more than a few boring Saturday evenings in her boyfriend's emerald minivan looking for Charlie No-Face along Route 351 and in front of Piney Fork Tunnel, known locally as the Green Man Tunnel. Because at this time, he had started gaining a reputation yeah, for, for being seen just walking around. And then people saw his face and they were like, son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. So now people are like, oh my God, this guy's real. There, it's more than just me citing him. Everyone else has been citing him. So we got to go hunt this man down. So that's what this lady was doing. Um, teens in New Jersey were, you know, at the time they were going into the Pine Barrens trying to find the Jersey Devil. So it was the same thing that people were doing in Pennsylvania, trying to find Charlie No-Face, quote-unquote. So um, Maya says that everyone grew up hearing about the Green Man, but it's one of those things where you don't really think you're going to see anything. It's a ghost story. Something your parents talk about around a fire pit, but we still did it and it was still scary, even though we knew it wasn't real. Um, People have been looking for the Green Man for almost 100 years, and if you had the guts, you went out and tried to find him. So, uh, what was it? One night in the uh, late 60s, uh, Will Fulton's dad met Ray inside a station wagon, and he'd been night swimming at the local pool. Ray had been night swimming at a local pool with some friends who were curious about um, or no, Will's dad was night swimming at a local pool with some of his friends. And, um, you know, they were all sharing stories about Ray and stuff. So um, they shared with him saying that Ray developed a reputation for walking around Route 351 and in neighboring roads in Beaver County at night. And um, they said, obviously, the way he looked garnered some attention, rumors spread. People started to actually seek him out. And for many uh, Ray embraced that, the fact that people were truly trying for him. So what they do is like they give him some cigarettes and he loved to smoke and he loved to drink beer. And then these late night encounters became one of his main connections to the outside world. But it wasn't always a good thing. Yeah. Because, you know, there's people out there who that are um, awful. Absolute shit. So like terribly, they, there were people that um, would beat him up. Mm-hmm. and because he couldn't see um but so he couldn't see but he loves to drink beer so these people would literally like piss into a beer bottle and then hand it to him and then not knowing he would you know drink out of it and be like oh shit that wasn't a beer yeah um so from that from then on he would sniff it or make sure that the beer that they hand him were you know the cans were shut uh, you know it wasn't open or anything mm-hmm. um and then sometimes people would just pick him up and then drive him to the middle of absolutely fucking nowhere and then just toss him out of the car. And then, yeah, just, people were just so fucking cruel to oh this guy. He didn't fucking do anything to you. You're the one who seeked him out, like, sought him out. Like, what an asshole. Yeah, I honestly, I can't. Mm. I, I was reading that and I was like, so heartbroken because he just wanted to be outside. Yeah. And honestly, I find it intriguing that he tr- was so trusting of people. Yeah. Because, like, after being treated that way, like, with your, oh, your family, family, right? you would think the opposite. You would think he wouldn't trust anything or anybody. Yeah. So that's very interesting to me. I mean, 
He just sounds like the most genuine, nicest person. Like, I want to give him a hug. I know. And a real beer. Right. We'll we'll crack open a beer together. Shit. But no, these people just treated him like shit. So because of the cruel world that he was now um, exposed to, Mm -hmm. he would get so nervous when a car would like drive by or like slowly kind of creep up to him. He would stop and wait nervously for what might come next. The sound of tires made him and engines made him skittish. Mm -hmm. And then there were rumors suddenly going around that Ray even carried a pistol in his belt after um, a few nasty encounters with people. So I'm like, as he should, I don't fucking blame you at all. Yeah, I would need to protect myself too. Yeah. So Will Fulton's dad and his friends decided, okay, we're going to go out and we're going to try and find Ray ourselves. So they uh, made a run for Wallace Run Road. And they were pack. They were packing green man bait, which was so beer, right? <laughs> so beer, a straw for the beer, and some cigarettes. Um, when they found, when they eventually found Ray, they pulled the station wagon that they were driving next to him as he was walking. And so the driver, who said he'd met Ray once before, got out of his car, and Will Fulton's dad and the others in the car watched through the fog. So when Ray climbed into the car, his dad screamed. His dad screamed. He was like, ah! <laughs> oh my God, you're real. Holy shit. Oh, wait. Whoa. What? Yeah, he was like, the fuck? And so um, Ray's blank face glowing off the dashboard like with light was like nothing he'd ever seen before. The green man in the flesh, just a pencil's length away. <laughs> this is what, as Will writes. Um... The green, so the green man, like, moniker nickname mm-hmm. came not from the rumors about him working at the power plant, but from something a little more gruesome. So, apparently, his nose is basically an open wound his entire life, oh. according to York, the documentarian. Um, and she said it would get infected quite often, and that would make it turn green. Why well, is called Charlie No-Face instead of Ray? No-Face remains a mystery. Yeah, like... You just completely took his name Ray out of the entire picture and just called yeah. him Charlie. What the fuck? So um, that's why they call him the Green Man. And it's like, well, it just keeps getting worse and worse the more you read into it. Um, but yeah, so basically, um, you know, Ray or Will Fulton's dad got to know Ray. Turns out he was just such a genuinely sweet guy yeah he was nervous about meeting new people as he was walking at at night and you know but he was apparently like ray was never angry he was never upset he never asked why me and he just kept being positive and he just kept doing him like throughout that entire time he was still just walking around at night he was still um trying to find like just some peace and happiness and he's in his nightly walks and even though he was um meeting all these new people that were being cruel to him he was still just like okay well time to pick up and move on Mm -hmm. he was just trying to be so positive but yeah he he was then talked about all over pennsylvania not just in like that one county he was talked about all over the u.s and then eventually all over the world he just became so famous um and then he was finally known 
for being this genuinely sweet guy that just loved to go on long walks at night, loved to drink beer and smoke. Oh. And finally, they, you know, they're like, he's not Charlie No Face. He's not the glowing green man or the monster of Beaver County. That was the first time I'd heard of that. Um, yeah, he became an urban legend, but he was more than that because he was a real man, and his name was and his name was Ray. So, wow. That's the story of quote unquote Charlie No Face, aka Ray Robinson. Wow. I wonder if like the will and like the friends that he did create. Yeah. I wonder if they kind of like stuck around and watched after a while to see to make sure that he was treated okay. Right. Or like if they hung out every night or like what. Right. I need to know what kind of relationship budded from this, honestly. Yeah, if there was one, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I would like to know that he was protected after that. I'd like yeah. To, yeah, I'd like to know that he was cared for after that. And that, you know... That he fell in love. Oh, that'd be so sweet. Yeah. That would be the sweetest thing, if he fell in love with if someone. If he fell in love with somebody. Yeah. Oh. Never got to find that information. But, yeah. Um... But I just, my heart broke. I was like, he's a real man that people just started suddenly making, excuse me, um, rumors about calling him a monster, calling him all these terrible things and like diminishing his own humanity. Like he's a real person. He has a real name. Fuck off. And don't treat him like that. Don't give him your piss in a bottle. Yeah. He, what did he ever do to you? Don't take him to some random patch of woods. Right, and then just fucking leave him uh, there? Let me find out who you are. They're, let me find you. Hopefully those people I mean, people it's are, been a long time, right. so they're probably not here anymore. But. Hopefully those people are dead now for fucking yeah. doing that to someone like that. Like, Jesus, he just wanted to go out at night. And Jesus. enjoy his life. And, right, and just live a life that he can't live, you know? Like Jesus. Anyway, so that is the story this week of Charlie No Face, which is actually based on a real man named Ray Robinson. And hopefully, more sweet people like that yeah. exist in this world because, goddammit, we need them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember whenever I was, um, one year I was leaving the Dixie Stampede. It was like this family tradition we did every. For like every December for uh-huh. like the Dixie Stampede's Christmas show. That sounds like fun. We'd go. It was a lot of fun. I don't know what this is. What what what? Uh, what first of all, it's run by our queen Dolly Parton. Oh, okay. She owns all of them. The queen. So, <laughs> the queen Dolly Parton. Okay. Um. Like so that. it's it's a dinner and show. Uh-huh. So um. Oh, there's that's like, fun. Yeah, it's fun. There's horses. There's um singing. Uh huh. There's like games and the whole the whole time you get to eat this like feast in front of you. you I remember you got a biscuit and some soup. Oh uh tur like a little chicken. Yeah. Like one of those whole baby chickens, you know? Oh Jesus, okay. It was like one of those. It's, it was a whole ass dinner. It was a show. whole dinner. Yeah. And then after after you ate and stuff, they even came out with dessert afterwards. <laughs> yeah. That's so nice. It was awesome. Okay. If, I think there's still a couple in the U.S. 
So maybe one year, one, maybe one time we'll actually just go to one. I mean, all over Gatlinburg and just Tennessee in general. Yeah. I believe where she's from? Mm-hmm. She's from Tennessee? Yeah. Yep. All, I mean, Gatlinburg, when you're driving in, there's so many of those, like, dinner and a show. Yeah. The, kind of I'm sure she still has one there. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know Dollywood. Dollywood, right. Out there. Right. Yeah. So she does, she profits from all of that, I'm, I'm sure, but... It reminded me. Yeah, well, she openly talks about, too. Sorry, I did not mean for this podcast to just turn into praise for Dolly Parton. <laughs> That's okay. But, we welcome that. Um, She's a gem of a woman. She, yeah, she is. But she talks about how most of her profits for, like, her stuff goes to charities and, like, books for children and um, all sorts of stuff. That's good. Yeah. Good but for her. I remember we left Dixie Stampede one time and there was this kid with a, um burnt face mm-hmm. and I know I know he had to get bullied or something because he flicked me off I remember him flicking me off oh and for looking at for him? looking at him okay and I was I was like seven yeah I didn't know I was curious yeah. I mean I didn't ask any questions I just I know I stared yeah but like again I was seven and I think he was around Don't my age, too. you know not to stare at people? I stare at people still. Okay. Well, no wonder why you got flipped off. <laughs> I know. But now I don't realize I'm staring. Back then, I knew. I was just so curious that oh, I couldn't okay. stop. Yeah. But I remember him flicking me off. And I feel like that is exactly probably how the how Ray. Ray probably felt a lot of times. With, like, yeah. after being dropped off in the woods or a cornfield so many times. So. Yeah. Just suddenly having a defense mechanism. Yeah. Um, where were we? Yeah, no. Ray had every right to be mean back. Because yeah. He didn't even start it. They did. No. But, um, so you're going on vacation next week. Yeah. Okay. So, sorry, guys. Um, you will not hear from us next, next week. But I do know what episode I will create for you guys. And it's going to be about the black-eyed children. Oh, my God. That one's going to be spooky for you. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, black-eyed kids are definitely, or black-eyed children are definitely, um, people have seen them. Yeah, there's so many encounters. They're, exactly. Them. Right. There, there's a lot of um, accounts out there. Where people have, you know, told their stories. I'd like to believe they're not made up. I'm sure they're not. Yeah. And I'm sure there are some that are. But, you know, pick your poison. So, yeah. Um, I'm really excited to hear about the creepiness of the black-eyed kids, black-eyed children, black-eyed peas? No. <laughs> black-eyed children. I don't know why I wanted to say black eyed peas from the get go. I know we too. I, I've been trying to stop, but now I have to I say it. And now ever ever since I thought about black eyed peas, all I can think of is that fucking song Boom Boom Pow. Oh my god. <laughs> that song is old now. I know. So, how old is it? Middle school boom boom ish. Pow. For me? It was like Jack and my style. Oh my god. They've been trying to come from us. Definitely before 2010. Overview. Um, but anyway, guys, yeah, so next week you will not hear an episode from us. Um, we're sorry, it's been kind of choppy. 2009. That's not right. <laughs> it was released in 2009. So we, I was in high school. 
when that came. Oh my god, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I was a freshman in high school. I don't want to hear. Yeah, that's scary. Uh, but anyway, guys, you won't hear from us. Uh, sorry that we've been a little unreliable. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, we just, we have a lot going on. And yeah. this is currently just a hobby. So I hope you right. enjoy it whenever we are here. When we take off. Yeah. Because we, we will. I'm knocking on wood for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, hopefully the ones that are still listening, you guys find some enjoyment out of this. It's a hobby right now, but like, it's been a fun hobby and we'd like to turn it into more than that, obviously. Yeah. What we've been saying from the beginning. Yeah. We've even got merch ideas as you guys know, because we, we come up with them in episodes. In our episodes right? I, a whole three fucking eyelashes just came off my fucking eye. I was rubbing my eye just now and literally just like three whole ass eyelashes just came off. I am dying. Okay. Okay. All right. That's what's happening. Um, do you uh, believe in making wishes on your eyelashes? No. Me neither. Die. <laughs> no. Only because I I lose so many eyelashes. Because yeah. same. I can literally just like gently tug on my eyelashes and, and like just, three will come out. Right. And right now I don't have three wishes. So. I and I don't know how to be exact enough for the the wishes to come true, you know. Because I'll be like, I'll be like, oh, I would love for, I don't know, some Chick Fil A, and then I would walk outside, and then there's Chick Fil A on the ground, but it's not what I'm asking for, you uh, know? Yeah, like it's not what you like wanted to order, or or like it would just be like somebody dropped a waffle fry, you know? Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you got to be very, very specific. Specific. If a genie ever met me, they would probably want me dead for the type of wishes I plan to make. Uh, now I'm intrigued. Okay. So I have a plan that if I ever ran across a magic lamp, mm-hmm. that um, the three wishes I would make are the following. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking legal stipulation. <laughs> First wish would be that I wish me, my best friends, and my family never have debt ever again in this life. I would love that. And mm-hmm. the debt that we currently have will no longer exist, and the and the debt that we shall accumulate will no longer will not exist either. And that means any kind of debt, whether you know, like credit card, personal debt, student loans, mortgage, debt, none of that gone. And then, oh, it took her a while to find her spot there. Oh, sweet baby. Sorry, we got distracted. My cat's being cute. Um, yeah, she likes to, so that's why I haven't folded any of those sheets in that laundry basket is because she likes to hide behind it. Mm-hmm. And she gets so comfy just... So wild. Just sitting there. But yeah. I lost my train of thought. What's your second wish? My second wish. Uh <laughs> I'm still right here. I know what no, I know what we're talking see, about. <laughs> my second wish is to immortalize my brother and my parents and my cat and my husband. Nice, nice. I don't want them to die. Nice. Ever. Mm-hmm. It's most especially Penny. Yeah. Ever. 
Yeah. Um, and then my third wish would be um you know, I never actually got that far. I've only made, I was only gonna make two wishes. That yeah. None none of my friends and family and us would ever have debts ever again. Mm-hmm. And that my family, my husband and my cat would live forever. Nice. Yeah. 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 Sounds about right. Pretty much, right. Maybe I could make like a convenient wish or something. Like every time I thought of doing something, it would just happen. Yeah. That would be nice. Oh, no, no, no. I remember. My third wish was for every gallon of water I drank, I lost 10 pounds of pure body fat. Yeah. I swear to God, that was a wish I made in my dream. Mm-hmm. Well, I also don't believe in um, shooting stars. No. Because I remember, I remember yeah. one time. Um, well, one, none of my eyelash wishes came true. Same. Um, but I, I saw a shooting star one time in my life. Mm-hmm. I was in a hot tub with one of my friends and the guy I had a crush on at a t- at the time. Oh. So we saw the shooting star naturally. I was like, I hope this boy kisses me. He didn't. Oh. He didn't. He texted me later because it was middle school, you know, yeah. texted me later and was like, I, th- I thought about kissing you. <laughs> and I was sitting there like, right, bitch. Yeah, I fucking wish for it, bitch. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> too little, too late. Yeah. You motherfucker. Yep. Yep. Well. So, um, this is a slight change of topic, but if any of you listeners are dream interpreters, oh. that would be really cool because last night I had a dream that this woman was like I don't know kind of she was taking over an area like that I was in and she had these like little beasts almost they were like pink lizards I guess almost but they were gigantic and their heads were like you know you know that leech looking thing from yeah Uh their heads kind of looked like that Okay. But they were pink. They were pink. They were pink. I don't know. Like the hagworms that yeah, I showed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know why their head was, like, in that shape. Like, it was circular shape with, like, the teeth. Yeah. And stuff. I don't know why their heads were shaped that way, but they were, like, had a lizard body. They were pink. And I asked the woman why they were attacking everyone around me, but not me. And she looked at me and she said, you haven't wronged me yet. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. Intriguing. Yeah. So <laughs> this is why I need a dream interpreter interpreter. Cause I looked up what a like pink lizard means in your dream. Yeah. And it means fem- like femininity. Is that a word? Yeah. Femi- yeah. Femininity. Yeah. yeah. It means to be feminine. Like okay. it means. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> does that mean... Maybe just the... Maybe it was only interpreting the color pink. Yeah. And not the lizard. Yeah. I don't know how a lizard represents femininity. It might I don't have, either. But I don't know how. I don't either. And if it was attacking others... Except for me. Except... Right. Like, the only thing I could think of was, like, 
if the lizard, like, if it was me in a different light, like, if I was talking to a different version of myself, kind of. Yeah. And, like, I haven't done myself wrong. So, like, these lizards were attacking those that have, maybe? I don't know. I I didn't know any of the people they were attacking, so I can't can't tell you. Okay, so you you recognize no one familiar in your dream? No. Okay. Mm -mm. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, if any of you guys are dream interpreters, interpreters, that would be very cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That is weird. Yeah. I also found out that most people don't remember their dreams. And I remember almost all of mine. Yeah, a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't dream either. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember a lot of mine. Like, there's some of me, like, as a kid where I still remember them. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Now you've got me thinking, do I have any dreams I remember from being a kid? I don't know. I remember this one. Where, um, and it was a dream, but I had a dream that I was outside of my mom and dad's house. A lot of my dreams, childhood and to this day, um, take place in my mom and dad's mobile home. Hmm. I don't exactly know why. Mm -hmm. Some people say that it's, like, the comfort. Yeah. Like, your brain puts you there because you know it. It's a comfortable place. Right. Um... But whenever I was little, I had a dream that I was outside playing in my mom and dad's mobile home. Mm -hmm. And this man came up and tried to kidnap me. And it was two men. One was a person of color with uh, blonde hair. Okay. And then the other one was a white guy with blonde hair. Okay. Um, It was so weird. Like, they tried to grab me. And it was one of those dreams where, like, I tried to scream, but nothing was coming out. Mm -hmm. Which, now that I'm older, I know, like, that means for some reason I felt trapped. And whatever the fuck had me going on as I was, like, seven or eight years old. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, it it was so weird. And then, like, a week went by, and I actually saw the men in my like from my dream uh-huh. I like Home Depot just minding their own business I was like with my dad and I remember I like grabbed onto my dad's arm because I was freaking out because yeah. I thought he like I thought my dream was real so whenever I saw them I was like <laughs> yeah yeah and like keep in mind these were strangers I had no idea who they were but my brain created them and then I saw them a week later and it freaked me out Aww. I mean, obviously, they didn't do anything. They didn't right. even look my direction. But I saw them, and I was like, <laughs> right, right. Oh my god. Yeah, I had I've had crazy dreams for as long as I can remember. Yeah. So listen, guys. Um, I'm not saying your therapist is wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> where are we going with this? <laughs> but my therapist told me that a lot of my dreams stem from my PTSD. I did not have PTSD at seven. Well, okay. Was was that a dream or a memory? No, it's a dream. Okay, thank God. It's a dream. Because if it were a memory, I can understand the trauma. No, there is this one, there is this one, I think it's a dream, but at the same time, I really don't know okay. if it's a dream or reality. Okay. It was also a, kid, a dream about kidnapping, though, so that's weird. That seems to be a common 
play in my, uh-huh. okay. which is something I was genuinely very terrified of as a child. I was a very paranoid child though. And it was, it was just, honestly, now that I'm older, um, because my therapist taught me some stuff. <laughs> um, my, cause mental disorders can be passed down. My mom was very paranoid. Yeah. So I think she just kind of gently passed it on to me as a kid. Yeah. Subtly. It's just, yeah. So she said it was my ADHD. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. And that was the end of it. Yeah. Which apparently it can cause some paranoia, but it was paranoia. Okay. So back to the stream, guys. ADHD. Yeah. ADHD can cause a little bit of paranoia, but it's more like, Oh, oh like, yeah, it's more like whenever you leave and you're like, oh, what if my house catches on fire? It's okay. not like, oh, I'm going to go out and get kidnapped and get, like, oh. all this. I mean, yeah. not typically, anyways. Yeah. But this one was weird because I don't know if it was a dream or if it was, like, reality. So still freaks me out. But I, I think it was a dream. I haven't asked my mom about it because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want her to say that it wasn't a dream. <laughs> But I had a dream that I was at, like, this barbecue, like, for my, I want to say it was either, like, a a festival or maybe, like, a work event kind of thing. And um, there was bouncy houses there. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing, I remember seeing burgers, hot dogs, macaroni. Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I remember all the things. Like, I remember smells, tastes. Yeah. And I remember that I got off the bouncy house yeah. and couldn't find my mom. Okay. So I'm screaming for my mom, trying to find her, couldn't right. find her. So a, a woman walks up and she's wearing a leather jacket. She walked up and she told me, she was like, I can help you find your mom. Right. Okay. So she's holding my hand. We're walking through. I'm calling for my mom. She's calling for my mom. I think. Okay. And um, we couldn't find her anywhere. Okay. So eventually the woman picks me up and starts carrying me because I started crying, freaking out, wondering where my mom was. Mm. Um, so she picked me up and as she's walking away, I can see my mom. So I start screaming for my mom and I'm like reaching for her. But the woman doesn't listen and she just keeps walking. Oh my God. Yeah. See, that's why I'm scared to ask my mom if it's real because I remember it so well. Okay. Um, and my mom stopped the woman. Yeah. Snatched me from her. Thank God. Yeah. And that's all I remember. But I, I think about it often. So that's why I don't know if it's a dream or not. Because Uh, my brain, like. Maybe you should talk to your mom about this. Maybe I should. Yeah. Just to find out. Like, hey, hey mom, was I ever almost kidnapped at a work event? A work event? I don't know if it was a music festival or a work event. Like, I don't know what it was. I just remember the white tent things. Okay. The bouncy house okay. that was red and blue. And I remember food. Okay. That's it. And I don't remember everyone, like, there. I remember it was me and my mom and dad. Which makes me think it was a dream because my brother would have gone too. I, I would talk to your mom about that. Honestly, I would. I would just be like, Mom. Hey, Mom. I have this recurring theme in my dream. Was I ever fucking kidnapped? <laughs> and just don't. Tell me. <laughs> just fucking tell me. Just, yeah, please. 
maybe God. maybe it's like a past life thing too Shit. we're getting into some deep topics apparently yeah i mean maybe it was but yeah it i don't could have, yeah i mean i'm not gonna rule that out maybe i don't know but like fuck yeah Jesus Christ. That, I know. Oh I told you, God. my dreams have been crazy for as long as I can remember. That's why I'm like, yeah, I don't. That's why I'm so big on like dream interpretations yeah. and like what my brain is trying to tell me because that's the only way it can talk to me, apparently. Yeah. The only way I'll actually fucking listen to it. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I. I would talk to your mom. That. I, Cause that one's a little too too specific. That's a little too specific, and it sounds way too real. Yeah, to just be a dream. Yeah, because that could, honestly, like that is the most possible thing mm-hmm. to happen to anyone. And hearing it now is like, are you sure you're not remembering a memory? <laughs> like, so that's why I don't. That sounds way too specific. Yeah, and that's what's tough because, like, all of my dreams are. Yeah. They're all specific. Uh, like, some people have dreams that make no sense at all. Like, there'll be, like, a narwhal, a pyramid. Like, none of their dreams make sense. And then mine are so realistic uh-huh. that I honestly can't tell the difference sometimes. Ooh, excuse me. Yeah. So yeah, if you guys are dream interpreters, yes, hit a girl up because for real, let us know because this is scary. Yeah, it's scaring me. <laughs> like best friend. <laughs> That's cool. I'm glad it never happened. Yeah, but, I mean, like, like I'm glad it didn't happen either. But like, fuck. What? Why have my dreams always been so vivid like that? I'm gonna let's see what Google says. That's not a good. <laughs> that's not a good idea. But we'll see what what it says. It's like, oh yeah, you were actually being kidnapped. <laughs> Why are my dreams so? It just says, call your mom and ask. <laughs> it will. Yeah. <laughs> fucking ask your mother. Like this is. I can't fucking tell you. Oh, he put it on. What is my cat doing under the futon? Oh, apparently melatonin supplements can make you have very vivid dreams. Okay. I have not. <laughs> it says you're stressed all the time. I mean, yeah, that same. Bro. That sounds about right. Right. You have a sleeping disorder. I know. I Honestly, know. that sounds about right, too. Yeah. Uh, you eat a lot of spicy food before bed. <laughs> okay. okay. We found the culprit. Okay. So we got some top three oh so far. <laughs> In case you guys didn't know, Bridget loves to eat spicy food. I love spicy food. It hates me, but I love it. Like for lunch today, I had buffalo chicken sliders. So good. So good. And the night before, we went to a place called Juicy Seafood. Ooh, and we got uh, the hot juicy special juicy special sauce. <sighs> juicy Juicy Seafood, sponsor us. That would be nice. Um, number five, it says you just quit taking a medication, like uh-huh. Zoloft. <laughs> that makes sense. That's not my case, but that does make sense. Yeah. And the most, the sixth most reason, most reason is you binge watch something scary before bed. Yeah, that works. Too. And you know, that's actually the most likely because my mom grew up 
Like, I remember Criminal Minds always being on in the background. Oh my god. As a kid. <laughs> as a kid. Okay. My mom's a good mom, guys, I promise. But people are, people listening to this are like, why wasn't DCFS called? Like, <laughs> why were they not called? <laughs> Where were they? Yeah, for real. <laughs> Were they not formed yet? Like, <laughs> were, they, were they not formed yet? Is, was that not a thing? Like, I know. I know. Oh my god. <sighs> Crazy. All right. Well, yes. If any dream interpreters are out there, contact us. Let us know. Yeah. What you think? Um. That's all I've got. That's that's all I've got too. All right. Well, we'll see um, you in two in two weeks. weeks. I'm going on vacation, yes. and if I have any more crazy dreams, I'll let y'all know. Yeah. Because I know that a lot of people like to hear my dreams, specifically Sam. <laughs> We're just going to call you out. Yeah. Specifically you. I know you like to yeah. listen. <laughs> yeah, she asks about my dreams quite often. So here you go, Sam. There's the latest ones. Well, actually, the oldest ones, but yeah. All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. This was Two Girls in a Theory. I'm Bridget. I'm Dara. And we'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye. Bye.